good evening and welcome to Nighttime Mental Prayer with Shalom Kaysen. Today's topic is the waves of life. And before we begin, make sure you hit the like button. It only takes a millisecond. And I see that a lot of you have been hitting the like button. I truly appreciate it. If you haven't been hitting it, why not? Please go ahead and hit the like button. It helps me out so much and it's free. Also hit the share button, share this video on Twitter or Facebook or anywhere, uh, email anywhere that someone you know might benefit from it. A few of you have shared and it has really, really helped me out. So please like and please share. It's gonna truly, truly benefit others and it will benefit my apostolate as well. Thank you so much. We're going to begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. My God, I firmly believe that thou art everywhere present and seest all things. Cleanse my heart from all vain, wicked, and distracting thoughts. Enlighten my understanding and inflame my will that I may pray with reverence, attention, and devotion. Give me light to know my faults and grant me grace to be truly sorry for my sins. And today's quote is from St. Boniface. The church is like a great ship being pounded by the waves of life's different stresses. Our duty is not to abandon ship, but to keep her, keep her on her course. And I want you to sit quietly and consider how can you stay on course when life is difficult? Here's the quote again. The church is like a great ship being pounded by the waves of life's different stresses. Our duty is not to abandon ship, but to keep her on her course. How can you stay on course when life is difficult? Here's the reflection. How can you stay on course when life is difficult? And the quote, the church is like a great ship being pounded by the waves of life's different stresses. Our duty is not to abandon ship, but to keep her on her course. How can you stay on course when life is difficult?
Moving on to our next reflection. What stresses are causing you to doubt God's mercy? Here's the quote. The church is like a great ship being pounded by the waves of life's different stresses. Our duty is not to abandon ship, but to keep her on her course. What stresses are causing you to doubt God's mercy? Here's the reflection. What stresses are causing you to doubt God's mercy? And the quote from St. Boniface. The church is like a great ship being pounded by the waves of life's different stresses. Our duty is not to abandon ship, but to keep her on her course. What stresses are causing you to doubt God's mercy? to our thanksgiving prayer. Almighty and eternal God, I adore thee and I thank thee for all the benefits which thou in thy infinite goodness and mercy has conferred upon me. And our resolution, the most important part of mental prayer, the thing that makes it more beneficial than any other kind of prayer is the fact that we are not only reflecting on some spiritual topic, but we are also resolving to change our lives. Based on this reflection, we should resolve to avoid every sin that we possibly can. However, we should especially resolve to avoid one of the seven deadly sins, which are as follows, lust, envy, gluttony, greed, wrath, pride, and sloth. You can pick any sin that is bothering you lately, but based on this reflection, I would suggest pride because it is pride that makes us believe that we know better than God. We know better than Christ. So we have to be humble and accept that maybe we don't know what we don't know. And there was something very interesting. I think it was, I'm not sure. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Donald Rumsfeld or somebody who said there are uh, known unknowns and there are unknown unknowns. And I really liked that quote. A lot of people didn't like that guy, but if if anything, we get a beautiful, beautiful quote from this man. There are unknown unknowns. And you're like, well, well, what does that mean? There are unknown unknowns. Well, unknown unknown means there are things that you don't know that you don't know. So, for example, there might be some things that you know you don't know. Like, I know I don't know much about Mumbai, India. 
I, I know that I don't know that. But there are also things that I don't know I don't know. Like, I can't even, I couldn't tell you because I don't know that I don't know them. So unknown unknowns are everywhere and especially in the church. So we need to take a look at the history of Christ's church. Start at start at the Gospels and the book of Acts, of course, but don't stop there and jump ahead to present day. Many Christians do this and I'm not pointing fingers at anybody and I'm not saying it's you, I'm not saying it's me. I'm just saying that uh, a lot of Christians do this and I know a lot of them that, that do this sort of thing. It, it's not good. In order to understand the church we need to understand her history and if you look at the book of acts that's the beginning of your history lesson but after that there is much 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 more that has been documented to a ridiculous degree christ church is as historical is i don't even want to say as historical it is the most historical institution in the history of mankind there are more writings at the time of you know the the things happening about the church than any other institution ever ever and you can go back and look it up look up church history and just write after the um book of acts and look into it and and there's lots of books on it and you will realize that the church has been through this and that and changed here and changed there, but um, that you need to know what Christ did through the ages. We can't just jump from the Bible to present day. We need to know about those saints from the Roman period with the persecutions. We need to know how um, Christianity expanded into North Africa. And for example, there are is a lot of things going on with race relations and things like that and some people will even say oh well you know black people they should be muslims because we were always muslims before or you know we we weren't really christians we were only christians because in the u.s anyway oh they brought slaves over and then christianized them that's not the case at all if you look at church history you will see that in the very beginning, in the Bible, first of all, Ethiopia is in the Bible, and in the very beginning of their evangelization ministry, uh, people went to North Africa, which was a part of Rome at the time, where the, the Berbers, I think I might have said that right, Berbers, where the Berbers lived. And if you look up pictures of a Berber on Google, you will see that they were um, all types of shades, but they were black. Um, or sometimes they look mixed, but they never just look like white people. And they never look like um, Arabs. They were black or mixed, like with black and uh, European. So the point I'm making is when you look at the history, you realize, for example, if you're black, you'll realize that there is so much more history of Africans with Christianity than there is Africans with Islam, for sure. And you, there's no way to know that. And there's no way to know the saints that came from Africa, such as St. Augustine and St. Ambrose, St. Monica. And there were a number of popes that came from Africa, black popes. And there's no way to know this. And I don't want to get too into the weeds here, but this topic has been coming up recently in 
um, the news and things like that. Like I said, I want this to be an apolitical uh, podcast. I don't want to get too into specifics. However, um, it is important to talk about current events in a way that keeps it evergreen. But the point I'm making is um, there's something for everyone. If you're of English descent, go back, look at the church history from the very beginning, and you'll see all these beautiful things, saints and people who did heroic things for the love of Christ. If you're Chinese, you can look at the church history and you will see that it doesn't go from the Bible to the current day. You need to go back and look. There's 2000 years of Christ acting in this world through his church. So please go look at the history. You know, humble yourself and say, well, what happened? It's important to me today what happened yesterday, because uh, as we all know, God shows us patterns in history, patterns that we will see again in our lives, just like just like we read the Bible and we see things that can help us today. When we look through church history, we will see some of the difficulties the church had uh, some time ago, and we'll see how they reflect today and how some of those old heresies and some of those old difficulties, they re-arise, and a lot of them have come back today. And you can only know that, and you can only know how to avoid them by reading through the church history. So that is my suggestion. Uh, we can humble ourselves by taking time to read through the church history. It is a beautiful thing to do, and it will definitely bolster your faith, seeing how Christ has maintained his church for over 2,000 years. I don't want to go on too long about this, so we will move on to the resolution and night prayer. My God, I offer thee these resolutions, unless thou deignest to bless them, I cannot be faithful to them. And visit, we beseech thee, O Lord, this habitation, and drive far from it all the snares of the enemy. Let thy holy angels dwell herein to keep us in peace, and may thy blessing be always upon us. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, thy Son, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you and God bless. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell and share. Follow me on social media at ShalomCason1. Go to SDKason.com for meditations, quotes. We have a shop and we have prayer books. Until next time, stay holy, my friends.